Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Hey thingies, this is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Thanks for joining us. Today's show is called June, June is Busting, Busting Out All, all Over. All over. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to pay royalties. Never mind. We're not going to yep. sing it. So we're going to talk about Father's Day and Juneteenth and start with uh, the real fun stuff. Well, <laughs> just to get... Just for the next few shows, um, we're going to talk at the top of our show about the hearings. Mm -hmm. The June 6th, I mean the June, the June, <laughs> the January 6th um, insurrection hearings. Because um, we feel like, you know, like we said last week, you can't be apolitical these days. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, uh, Democrats and left-leaning independents have the numbers to win in November. Everybody's talking like it's a foregone conclusion that we're going to lose Congress. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so I feel right. like we just want to encourage our listeners, which we know lean to the left. Um, to the left, to the left. <laughs> in a box to the <laughs> left. Um, man, we are just copyright infringing all over the place today. Sorry, um, Beyonce. So we just want to encourage people to vote. We just want to keep it in the forefronts of your mind that the power is ours. We are the people and we make the rules. And so we want to keep this in your mind to remind you what we, what's at stake and what we have to lose. Right. And it's interesting because I saw somebody, a picture of somebody wearing a button that is perfect and I would love to get one. It's like, vote Democrat. I know we're not perfect, but we're better than the alternative. <laughs> and that's sad that that's what it's down to is that we're the lesser of two evils. Well, but I, still. Have to, I think I've said on the show before, I'm 56. And mm -hmm. I think except for the first year I voted for Bill Clinton, I have always voted for the lesser of two evils. I was mm -hmm. so excited yeah, to vote for Clinton. Yeah. Well, I'll say Obama too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, I've always like, who's the worst guy? And that shouldn't be. And like I yeah. said, I've been voting since I was 18 and I'm 56. You do the math because I can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. You start, and then I have something to add in about the insurrection. Because last week we talked about, on either side of the aisle, how can you look at what happened on January 6th and not be terrified for our country? Mm -hmm. And I asked somebody that, and I got a very interesting answer. But I know you have something okay. first. I was just curious. They brought this up on The View this week. Um, because, yes, I watch it every day, and you cannot shame me for it. <laughs> I don't so, blame you. <laughs> um, they had the question as to, was Mike Pence heroic that day in not doing what his president that he has been extraordinarily loyal to in not doing what the president wanted him to do and actually doing his job that we hired him to do? And that's legal. He and, doesn't have any legal standing yeah. to do what yeah. Trump was asking him to do. Right. But does that make him heroic for finally pushing back against him or was he just doing his is it 
is it right to call somebody heroic for doing their damn job? You know well, what I mean? and that's interesting because when we get reviews at work, you know, I get a, a good because I do my job. If I do mm. something and I'm always like, but I've always gotten outstanding, but I'm like, well, I'm just doing my job. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I, it's part of me is like, he's just doing his job. Mm -hmm. However, given the circumstance and the person mm -hmm. that he was defying, yeah. that if it's not heroic, that's big old mm. elephant balls. Yeah, and the fact that he had been so, so loyal to him every step of the freaking way. But as we talked about last week, he just said, he's like, you can kill him and I don't care. Pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. What, what Drumpf said about that he had deserved, he would deserve it if they hung him, yeah. And so I feel, yeah, I'm kind of torn about it too. It's like, if he had decided to not certify the vote, our republic would have crumbled that day. It would have crumbled. Because any time, whoever didn't like the way it, it yeah. came out could... And we'd be in chaos, and we'd probably be in a civil war right now. And yeah. so on one hand, he did. He had to, to do that to keep... The, the one time he was country over party, I right. think. And that, I think, in, the, in considering the circumstances, was a little heroic. Yeah. But that doesn't give leave... That doesn't erase the four years of complicity. Right. You know? Well, and we've talked about this too. It's like, they're all yes men. You could hear our, if you can hear our producer's little pause, <laughs> clicky clacking. <She's> pacing. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like when we talk politics. She yeah. likes when we talk other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, what is heroic? I guess doing your job under um, stressful circumstances is heroic. So, mm. yeah. Well. Because you're not a fi He's not a firefighter. I was just going to say. He's not a policeman. <laughs> he's not a first responder. You right. know, so doing mm -hmm. it. And now she's jingling. So, That's whatever. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, doing what he did that day, um, it could have been really catastrophic had he not. It was already a catastrophic day, you know, and it could have been just even. Well. A, shit ton worse oh my gosh so you know i was talking to somebody and who's a republican a conservative republican and i said what we were talking about last week and if you haven't listened to our show last week it might be worth it i mean it's always it's worth always it worth it <laughs> it's always worth it but um i'm assuming that if you're listening you are a listener so you have heard us before um so i said you know how can you, how can anybody, regardless of party, look at what happened on January 6th and not be afraid of the Republic and not be afraid of our country? Mm. And he said, yeah, it was bad, but it's not any worse than the Black Lives Matter or the Antifa that were burning down cities <sighs> all over the country to get their point across. That was our time to come back at the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter. No. And I, I just let stop. it go. No. I let it go and I just kind of was like, wow. That's the picture Fox has painted. Of course. And it's, it's very frustrating because that's always their argument. And, and, and they're well, trying to... Well, you did to... it first. Well, you guys did it first. That's... But here's That's the thing, a too. Bully in the playground. Even if, even if it was the Black Lives Matter people that started all that crap, which it wasn't, of they course. were peacefully marching, uh, 
extremists came in and caused that trouble. Period. Full stop. It's been That's proven. The fact. It's been proven that the Black and Lives Matter that, people. They weren't coming against the government. They weren't coming into the Capitol and threatening to kill our elected officials. That is a completely different, you cannot, it's a false equivalence. Any of, I know, any of their marches on Washington were so, so civil. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I, I, I know, but I was shocked and I was like, is this really how they feel? They. It's really how they feel. They. That it's just as bad. It's just as bad and you can't tell me it's not. It's, Whoa. I don't get it. In case you didn't hear the woo, I'm doing Scooby-Doo eyes. Ah, <laughs> Exactly. It, yeah, it's stunning to me. And that, that's the thing that I just don't understand is how many, probably a lot of really good people and very intelligent people are so snowed, so brainwashed, and they just keep feeding their cognitive dissonance and like I said last week, I feel like my family has been stolen from me in that regard. Yeah. And I feel like half the country's been stolen from us. And we, I saw Steve Bannon railing on a video this week also about how he's like, we're going to win the Senate. We're going to win all the governors. We're going to win all the how secretaries of state. Have a we're going to win. I know. And he's like, we how are going to, it's going to be like 1932 all over again. We're going to change government. We're going to change the course of the country. It's going to be history. And he's, and I'm just like, oh my 1932, God. 1932, we're going to lead the country into That's Nazi thing. Germany. I don't what know. What the was, F what's and F? Yeah, what's 1932? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was just like waiting for a Heil Hitler at the end. You know, I was like, what are you talking about? You crazy, crazy batshit freak. <laughs> he just, he just, he's so disgusting. We cannot let, and the thing how is, how does there he are, still have a, how does he still have a, a, a platform? And thousands listen to him. Millions listen Mil to him. I was going to say, you're under us. Yeah. Millions. And the only, our only recourse is to vote. We have to, yeah. we cannot let these people, these crazy people take over. We have, we can't, you know, if you're not scared, if you are not motivated if you're sitting on your ass and going well what can i do with my one vote woe is me i'm not gonna being apolitical friends. is no longer an option yeah. friends you don't get to you don't get to sit there and be like well i feel like i can't do anything you can with your one vote if we all use our one vote we can destroy them and i don't mean in a and with this person i also way. had a, we were only going to touch on this for a minute but i just want to bring up one more point with this person i had a a conversation and I said the only way the uh, the Republican Party is going to survive is to distance themselves from Trump and they're not and they won't do it and I said and you have to start a grassroots thing and I said why don't you run for office and he said oh because I have to work for a living I can't afford to run for office I would lose my paycheck if I had I just said start small run for city council well that said, tells you something right there how much money is involved in politics that people who might do a good job, and I'm not sure I vote for this person, but no, somebody but who's said, you know, got the country's best interests at heart can't afford to run. And he has always said to me, he said, Trump's an asshole. I wouldn't have a drink with him. I wouldn't be friends with him. I wouldn't be a member of his golf club, but I did well under him. That's financially, right? Yeah, and that's what it comes down to with these people. They don't give a crap about anybody else but that it's about their pocketbooks it's about their bank accounts and i find that despicable honestly that 
you think your money is more important than certain, you know, marginalized groups, civil rights and dignity and safety and health and wellness and uh, the ability to pursue happiness and liberty and blah, blah. It's like, I don't, I will never understand that. Me either. Never. So it was, it was, I, I kept my pie hole shut so well. I don't know how you do it. I can't even tell you how well I kept my pie hole shut, but, um, so yeah, please let us know what you feel. Nobody's writing us. Please go onto our Facebook page. We want to hear. And by the way, please comment on our page. We're not going to have a back and forth in private messages. You know, it's like, oh, right. It's right, like, right, right. please comment where everybody can see it. And if you're worried about contradicting us, we don't care. Right. Do we, we like, we, we, oh, and we will not embarrass you. No. We promise you. But a couple people have DM'd me and mm. said how much I like the show. Put it on our page. We, you, we want other people to see that. That's how we get, the more comments and likes we get when we have a, when we post our shows live now, little graphic, then the more likes and comments we get is going to bump it up in the algorithm. We need more people to see us and come watch our show. Listen please, because we know you're out there because yeah. I see that there are people watching and downloading. So please yeah. don't be um, silent. Yes. Please. Okay. Now, as we promised, we're going to get to fun stuff. Yes. So let's get to Father's Day. Happy Father's so Day. So yesterday was Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and the father figures and the moms who are doing both jobs. Yep. Um, or uncles or mannies yeah. and Yeah, other anybody who's the and, father figure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we thought we'd, uh, share some anecdotes from our own dads. Uh, do you want to start or shall I? I'll start. Okay. So, um, my dad, who's no longer with us, I think it's been, how long have you been in I've been Los in Los Angeles for 21 years. I was going to say it's been 20 years. Okay. Um, since my father passed away and, um, Man, my, if you wonder my sense of humor, that is my dad. <laughs> my father, I think, originated dad jokes. And then somebody's going to say, no, my there's hieroglyphics did. on an Egyptian wall that's like, scarab, I didn't even know her, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but my father was the king of, of dad jokes. So I just want to tell you some examples of his sense of humor. So, like, we'd go to a restaurant and... Uh, the wait the wait staff would say hi you know I'm Sam how are you tonight and my dad would say hi I'm Bert this is my wife Sunny and he'd introduce all the kids we're gonna be your table tonight he would do that every time <laughs> every time Aww. if a sommelier brought wine over and poured a little in his glass he would make like he's spitting out oh it's terrible take it back <laughs> oh no I'm kidding um when uh, a wait, and uh, this is just the restaurant jokes, so bear with me. So the other thing was when uh, a waiter or a wait staff would bring the check and put it down and said, I'll take care of that when you're ready. And he'd hand it back to them and go, you can take care of it now. <laughs> and do I find myself doing crap like that? Oh, yes, I do. Especially <laughs> when I was in the hospital this last time and everybody who comes in, they introduce themselves. It's like, hi, my name's Megan. I'm your phlebotomist. And I'm like, hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your patient. And stick out my arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hearing in my head, you are your father's daughter. 
I love that. Um, he was just hilariously, hilariously funny. The other thing is that I've come to realize late in my life, um, my father was also probably batshit crazy. <laughs> and I really? say that in, with the most love and respect. He was probably at the minimum bipolar. Really? Um, yeah, because he would come home on a Friday night and be like, we're going camping. We have no camping gear, but we're going camping. Everybody put clothes in a bag. And there were four kids and my mom. And um, get ready. And then we'd stop at like the big five and buy a tent and sleeping bags and go to a grocery store and get food. And we'd go camping for the weekend in some campground. Wow. And that's what we'd do. Okay. Um, or wake us up in the middle of the night, like at, you know, 11, a, 11 p.m. on a Saturday. We're going to Vegas. Pack wow. some clothes. We decided we're going to Vegas for the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but that was amazing to me. Sure, as a kid, that doesn't, you don't look at that best. as like, my dad's crazy. You well, know, it's and, like, and it's funny but because that does I, seem a little, a little odd. Yeah. But now, and I talked to my mom a little bit about it, and my mom was always upset that he was Mr. Fun Guy, and she was the one who had, she had to, to discipline. She had to be the bad yeah. guy. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, yeah, or he's like, we're going for a bike ride. It's like, okay, we're going, we're going to go buy, buy everybody in the family bikes today. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, wow. man, man, he was just the funniest, warmest. When he died, I got cards from people saying, your dad taught me to swim. Your dad Aww. was this. Your dad was that. And, um, yeah, he was just an amazing, and he was a great actor. That was his passion. He was a brilliant actor and just, he was just a great, great man. And I'm sorry you didn't get to meet him. I'm very sorry I didn't get a chance um, to meet him. Yeah. And my parents were, I mean, they were in love. I found out things after my father died that, you know, it wasn't always as rosy as I thought it was. But for the most part, it was really rosy. And he fiercely loved my mother and... Um, I mean, he ran away, literally, when people say, oh, I ran away from home to join the circus. He did at 13 years old. What? Yeah, and he was like a barker on the midway for a circus. He did the can you What's guess your barker? weight thing. Like, step right up, step oh, okay. right up at 13 okay. years old. So, oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah, that's why I say he was a little odd, but, man, brilliant, funny. If you want to know his sense of humor, just sit and have a drink with me one night. <laughs> so, Papa, I know you're up there drinking a nice Chevis, having a cigar. I love you and I miss you. Aww. Um, okay, so my dad is still with us. Yes. And um, my dad is also Hilarious. a funny guy. He definitely is a look at the bright side kind of person and full of life. Sweetheart. And uh, just is, you know, interestingly how... He was such a uh, center of attention, loves to entertain people. And my mom never wanted to be the center of attention. It was like, you know, the my opposite thing. Too, yeah. But um, I want to share with you guys. So my dad's name is Brian and he, his nickname growing up and in his 20s was uh, Biff or the Biffer. And so I like to call these Bifferisms, <laughs> little things <laughs> he would it. say. Um 
he would say goofy things and he got this from his father his father grandpa Vinny. you know we'd go over to the house and he'd be like hello you little monsters you know to talk to us like that and so it was like dad was a chip off the old block for sure and so he'd say stuff like when you were leaving like if you spent the afternoon with us already when you were leaving he'd be go see you in the spring with the rest of the green things <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> Or he'd say stuff like at Thanksgiving, he would live for this. He would, he would just wait for the moment when somebody said, so what kind of pies do we have? Well, we have apple, berry, mince, and cherry, apricot, and prune. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of those was right, you know, or we might have had mince and apple, but other, you know, nobody has a prune pie. But um, that was his favorite thing. And it was like, if we got through Thanksgiving without him saying that, then it was like pretty much somebody was going to egg it on just to get him to say right. it. Um, he'd also say, this is one of my favorite ones that I actually, I haven't picked up a lot of dad's isms, but this one I've used often is, um, you're, you're doing a task and you finish it and it may be not be perfect, but you say, well, close enough for government work. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that because it's always relevant. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you'd ask him a question like, Hey dad, where are you you going? Dad, what? You're writing a book? (laughs) Always. What? Are you writing a book? And one day I said, yes, I am. And this is chapter 13. Where are you going? Nice. <laughs> but, and when he would think, when he was thinking about something, you know, like, how long is it going to take us to get there, Dad? He'd go, uh, he's doing the math in his brain. And he'd go, digga, 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 digga. <laughs> and finally, and I know there's millions of these, actually. Yeah, mine too, um, yeah. So, oh wait, no, not finally. That was the last one I could think of, but I know there's just so many that I'm not thinking of. But I just want to say, my dad uh, was is a sportsy guy, and my younger siblings were all sportsy people. I was a cheerleader, but that didn't count as a sport, you know, and because uh, we it weren't does doing now. it. Does now? Yeah, we were not those kind of cheerleaders, the flips right? Flips and the yeah, yeah. So I feel like very often growing up, dad didn't really know what to do with me because I was the carny, you know, and. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you what, every time I sing, he tears up every time. And here's a little interesting thing to me. Um, when my baby brother was in high school, dad had like, they were playing basketball in the, uh, driveway. They had a hoop over the garage and dad just collapsed. He had some kind of a valve heart thing. Oh my gosh. And we, for a hot minute, it, I was still, I was living in Tennessee at the time for a hot minute. We actually didn't know if he was going to make it. And mom was saying like, well, don't fly in until you have to. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what? are you telling me to wait till he dies? Yeah, I don't think so. So, um, my dad's best friend, my uncle Jimmy, his wife, um, and uncle Jimmy had passed away at that point. That's another long story. We did it on a show but, and um, it was a very touching. Oh yeah. yeah we did. Uncle, my uncle Jimmy, yeah. my biggest fan. Um, his you know, former wife, my aunt Paula graciously paid to fly me in. Cause I was, you know, just a poor musician in Nashville. Right. And I get there and he had come out of the coma he was in and was kind of in between consciousness in and out of it. And he was very restless, which tells you something. My dad can never sit still or stand still. Yeah. So it makes sense that while he's in this state, he's still just moving his body. Right. So I go in, when I get there and I just hold him hand, his hand and the nurses are like, well, talk to him. We don't know if they can hear you, but you know, it's whatever. So I'm holding his hand. I'm like, daddy, it's Darcy. Daddy, it's Darcy. And 
he's just like moving in the bed and he doesn't open his eyes. His eyes are closed and he just goes, Darcy, will you sing a song for me? <gasps> and I was like, see, I'm <laughs> choking up right now. Because that just, that was so validating to me because right. I kind of felt like, I knew dad loved me, but I was like, he doesn't know what to do with this, you know, artsy fartsy jazz hands kind of girl. And, and so I guarantee he, he didn't was say there. to one of your sisters, can you, can you hit a hockey ball? ball for right. <laughs> so I did. I sang my favorite hymn called It Is Well with My Soul. And uh, the room had my mom and my sister and brother and Aunt Rosemary, his sister, who I love so much. Oh, and Aunt Rose is amazing. Aunt and as I was singing, so everybody's tearing up when they hear him say that. And then I'm singing. And then the nurses from outside, they started gathering outside the door, which was very awkward and weird. But it just really um, gave me. Yeah. It really, you know, I was like, Dad, Dad loves me. And he's me alive in his now way. because you sang that hymn. Oh, okay. I believe that. I believe <laughs> he's that. He's alive because he's a trooper you know and man my mine was too and it, that reminds me that's that's I'm, I'm tearing up too Aww. um because i'm picturing the biffer saying that um yeah but uh that reminds me of my father was especially like the last 10 or 15 years of his life he was very ill but man he was mm -hmm. the energizer freaking bunny he just like we thought yeah. he was down for the count and he'd come back up my mom was like that for a long time too yeah but um i remember one time my my dad had had this huge surgery like a quadruple bypass and like they took valves from his ankles and put them in his thighs and took the i mean oh, he, it, it was horrible she was bionic yeah by the end of and it. i came in to see him in icu and I walked in and he held his head up and he goes, I see you. That's why they call it this. I see you. And I'm like, he's going to be fine. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to celebrate my dad and his goofiness. And, um, you know, we, we kind of love it. At the time when you're in high school and dad's doing all these bifferisms, we're like, God, dad, stop doing digga, 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 digga. Nobody has to hear you think. And, you know, we were just, you know, little bitches, me and my sister but at the time. But now it's like, it's, it's so comforting to go home or visit with him. Well, he's in Florida now, but to visit with him and, or just be on the phone and have a conversation and, you know, he'll blurt one out and it's, it just gets so giggly over it now. But yeah. anyway, so happy Father's Day happy to the Biffer and to Bert resting yes. in peace. Um, yes, Brian, happy Father's Day. Very dear, very dear, dear. Yeah. Um, tell us about your dads. We want to hear and yeah. post pictures. Please post pictures on our Facebook page of your dads. That's we would great love idea. to see that. Yeah. Um, we'll post some of ours. We'll post some pictures on, on our Facebook page of our dads. Yeah. Um, but please, and if you're a dad, tell us what you love most about it and what you wish you would have known. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say what you don't like about it, but what you wish you would have known. So please, you have a homework assignment. Please. There you go. Please. Um, okay. And then also, mm -hmm. before we close out this show, um, Today is Juneteenth. Well, today's the holiday Juneteenth, the yesterday federal holiday. Juneteenth. Yesterday was Juneteenth, 19th, the yes. 19th. But today is Juneteenth. And um, thanks to the University of Southern California, Los Angeles, I have today off. Yay! It is a paid holiday. I always have Mondays off now. I've forced, Good for you. forced it. 
I had to really maneuver. But um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. We just wanted to share a few uh, Juneteenth things. This, this, the things that I found to share are actually kind of, there's no bottom to stupid. Uh, want me to start with that? Yeah, or I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let you finish it up because you have, you actually did okay. deep dive. Um, I was just gonna say Juneteenth, y'all, I want you all to know I said y'all and all, which is redundant, but, um, <laughs> not really. They say all y'all in Tennessee. Okay. Or do all y'all doing, how y'all doing. It was 1865, <laughs> June 19th. And that's not that long ago. That is right. when the, the slaves in Galveston, Texas finally found out that they were free. That mm -hmm. is when they knew that they were all freed. Two years after, two years, right. After, after the emancipation, the emancipation proclamation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But they still didn't know. So yes. Mm -hmm. Juneteenth is a celebration when all the slaves were free, but 1865, that's not like the 1500s. That's, mm -hmm. you know, 300 years ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. We were owning people 300 years ago. I just, okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. And the way we're going with, uh, oh. if Roe gets overturned, we'll be now enslaving women as walking incubators. So we're not that far away from, from our horrible tale. history yeah. and from Handmaid's Tale for sure. But anyway, I Yay! just found these couple <laughs> stories when I was looking at how to celebrate, you know, what should I talk about with Juneteenth? How do can, what educational fare can we share with the public? And I came across two examples of, you know, you're what not just, to do. yeah, what not <laughs> to do to where there's no bottom to stupidity. You think somebody can't get any stupider and they do. So in Arkansas, they were going to have an Arkansas soul food event, which sounds amazing. They were going to do it at the Little Rock War Memorial Stadium and have three floors of soul food. Sign me the F up. Oh my okay? God. And get me like and a it was supposed to be Yeah. And it was supposed to be on Friday, June 17th, in conjunction to celebrating Juneteenth. And it sounds great until they announced that the three featured hosts were all white. <laughs> and I saw pictures of these what? folks. Crackers. Like Crackers. not a single one of them could say, yeah, I have biracial, I'm whatever. Quadroon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Nope. And uh, to add insult to injury, they weren't even, it's like you'd think they'd have soul food chefs or food critics as hosts or something like that. No. They have the senior editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And I'm like, why not send the food section guy? Right. You know, not the senior editor of, of the whole paper. Right. What does he know about soul food, really? Also because he's white. Well, okay. In the South, you can know a lot about soul food just, soul food just from living in the South and sure. consuming it. You know what I mean? But read the room. But you don't yeah. have three white people host a, a, a Juneteenth Juneteen celebration. And then one other is a lady from AY Media Group. So she's just doing media. She's a PR person. And then you have a radio and TV personality from a, an Arkansas radio and TV personality. And I'm like, what do any of these people know about soul food? There's, there's a huge cultural, there's a reason for this food. Right. I want to know the history of why yeah. hush puppies are made or why this is yeah. made or whatever. Or what the traditional foods are, which is another thing I kind of dove into. Just so you know, here's the educational part of my bitch, mo bitch fest here. Um, so there's a prominence of red, the color red in Juneteenth cuisine. So some traditional foods and drinks are watermelon, hibiscus tea, red punch, strawberry soda, and the color red is to represent the sacrifice of the black people who languished and perished in bondage. Uh, 
The blood. The blood. And the red also is the color that represents strength, spirit, and sacrifice in West African nations. Oh, so wow. red is a huge, is the primary color. I feel like most African flags have some red on it. Mm -hmm. Well, the pan-African flag is yeah. black with red, yellow, and green. Right. Um, so that leads me to... You did a to, lot of research. Good for I you. I did this all this morning. I'm very proud of myself. That leads me to my segue into... The second story of you can't get any stupider than this, our dear Lane Bryant clothing store effed no. up last year. They made red panties that said, peace, love, Juneteenth on them. <laughs> what? Oh, no, like they what? Didn't. And oh. a comic named Roy Wood Jr. I don't know. Are you familiar with with I him? He got a hold of this information and was like, first of all, Juneteenth panties should cost sixteen dollars and nineteen cents because it was uh, six. Wait, wait, six dollars and nineteen cents. Sixteen. So I lost the punchline. Shoot, shoot, I messed that up. Sixteen dollars and nineteen cents. 1619. Is that when the first slaves came over? No, I don't know. No, why is we'll that find the post. We'll find the punchline and put it on our page. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I messed just that up. The fact that Lane Bryant made panties with it. Yeah. And, you know, peace, it's like, love, and Juneteenth. It just said peace, love, and Juneteenth, and I saw a picture of it too. Well, it's and a good thing our asses are big because other asses wouldn't be able to have all those words on it. <laughs> right. So exactly. I, I feel like Lane Bryant. It's the only place that can do those panties yes, to have exactly. all those words. But apparently they disappeared from stores very quickly once this com this comedian went to town on them. And But apparently they were still in, in one Louisiana store that somebody posted. They're still here in the store. But I'm just like, you know, let's not... Commercialize finally, everything. Yeah. Well, it's like we talked about commercializing pride. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you, our our favorite... Our, our, our store, Lane Bryant, they have a, an amazing pride collection. I want, Do they? I want almost all of it. Yeah. As an ally, I want almost all of it. So I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And again, if you all do, I would love to hear from you folks. Mm -hmm. But like we well, talked about it, I feel like I would rather go in and see it normalized mm -hmm. than not. Yeah. And I'm but, like, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind if they had like T-shirts for Juneteenth. But right. underwear, it's like, what is... Well, in peace, love, and Juneteenth. And Juneteenth. That doesn't, Jun even, doesn't make much sense. No, it does not. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It was just somebody going, you know what we should do? <laughs> you know what I think we need to do? Totally. I think we need to totally make Juneteenth panties. <laughs> So, and anyway. that's like, you know, there's at least a dozen people on the road going, you know, in, in the course of creating these ideas. And nobody's, wait, no, this is a bad look. No especially with a soul food event and how sad that they, they canceled the entire event because of the backlash. And how sad is that? Because I'm like, what well, a fun many, thing that would have been. Well, to and event. also how many restaurants were going to be able to, to, um, right. You know, Probably. spotlight there and get business. Mm -hmm. So that's, totally defeating the purpose of getting more businesses from mom and pop soul right. food stores in, Ar in, mm, black in Arkansas. Yeah. Wow. So way to go, Arkansas. <laughs> Way to go, Lane Bryant. Right. Wow. Don't celebrate Juneteenth like that. Look up. There was actually several articles on, you know, Professor Google gave me about 
what you can make to celebrate, you know, what, what the food, the food you can make to celebrate, good ideas right, of how to, Right, or it's like to, Cinco de Mayo, you know, don't put on a fake mustache and a sombrero and right. celebrate it. Go to, anyway, yeah. we'll get into that in May, but, um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for looking that stuff up. That was really interesting. And, um, please folks interact with us. Yeah. Uh, are you celebrating Juneteenth? What are you doing? Hopefully you're not having a bunch of white people host a, uh, <laughs> a soul food <laughs> event or wearing your Juneteenth panties. Um, yeah. But yeah, let us know. Please, please, please. And if you haven't already followed us, follow us on And Another Thing TV. Mm. And follow. Oh, Darcy has on TikTok. You should see her. She's oh. a grumpy vocal coach. Yeah, at Darcy Winnie on TikTok. And I'm helping singers not suck <laughs> one TikTok at a time and yeah. i am going to soon start mm-hmm. TikToking. um uh, darcy's gonna bring me uh, kicking and screaming into it but i will <laughs> but um and if you have any TikToks that you either follow or you do yourself please put them on our facebook page we'd love to follow you yeah we'll follow you happy father's day happy juneteenth and in the meantime stay safe stay 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even drinking. Stay safe, stay sane. <laughs> and healthy and hopeful. Thanks so much for joining us, thingies. See you later. Bye.